So the saying goes, love dudes that because if you're not, then you don't. And it five times fast. And initially I'm like, give me a second. I'm like, all right. And I thought I got it. And it's true. It's, no, it's not. I think in a, in a whole world, I, and I, now I do think this is going to boil down person to person. We're your besties in your ear. Back for another episode of Me Girl Pod. Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod Rooftop Edition. Dun dun dun. Why? What are you laughing at? This is just our first. We're on a roof right now recording. I think that's hilarious. Did you know that we're actually not supposed to be on the roof? Yeah, I could tell by the door saying it was an emergency exit only. I wasn't going to tell you that because I knew you'd be like, we shouldn't do it. I was like, we should do it. So my roof is just like this and it also has the emergency exit. I go up on there all the time and just sit. Yeah, the rules. it's good up here. The only problem is this building's like some sticklers in it. Oh, I can totally see that. Yeah, and they'll tell on you. We're on, we're on content Kim's roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Above well, you her. Tattletale neighbors? She has, yes. What? The girl that lives below my mom, I hope she listens to this. <laughs> when my mom was moving in, she came up and was like, you're being so loud. My mom was like, I'm moving in. Like, I will never be more loud than this. And she was like, you need to get... Um, like those little felt things to drag your furniture across it. You're joking. No, and like my mom, my sweet little mom from Oklahoma has never moved. And in I was in an apartment. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, woman. How old is was this woman? She's like 60. I just feel Not like if excuse. you live in an apartment, you need to understand that you're going to hear your neighbors walking around upstairs. It's, it's kind of like what you, I, like dancing yeah. and pounding is one thing, but. Also, movement. moving in. Yeah, it's, like, it's one thing, it's 1 a.m., but I'm sure she was not moving at 1 a.m. No, it was the middle of the day, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like it. That's Ugh. really annoying. I yeah. Like that. Um, this episode, this episode is going to be fun, you guys. We have a really good list of things to talk about. But before we do it, this episode is presented by well, all of us, all of our episodes. Dang, don't don't have. Hold on, I don't want to have one of those days where my words doesn't come out clear. I'm gonna like, even journal today. Sunburn, sunburn after this episode. Yeah, my face is gonna be fried. I'm gonna be pink. Like, okay, thank you. Um, this episode, every episode is presented by the one and only Pink Whitney. Head to your local bar today to shoot your shot. Order shots for all of your friends. Jordan and I just took a Pink Whitney shot. Um, so shoot your shots. Shot Girl Summer. And let's talk about the sweepstakes that's valid until April 25th. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called the Springcation Sweepstakes. And you plus two friends. You plus get- three friends. Three friends, you plus three friends get an all-paid trip to South Florida. And that the Airbnb that you're going to be staying in will be pinked at. Tricked out and all pink Whitney stuff. No. No, I took all the precautions to not have a tongue twister day and it's not working. Ugh. Sometimes those are our best episodes, though. Okay, well, I hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, you get a tricked out um, pink Whitney it's everything three. place. Wow. It's three? Oh, wow. shoot. I'm it's sorry. You plus three friends. <laughs> you plus Damn, three. It's a party. Yeah. And all you have to do is take a picture, <laughs> tag Pink Whitney, and then a, I think you just have to apply on pinkwhitney.com. Or, um, yeah, pinkwhitney.com. Pinkwhitney.com. Like, how easy is that? I'm going to apply. I want to go on a South Florida no, vacation. No, I might use a fake name and apply. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of wins. <laughs> all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like us three and like Mike. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> Mike plus the three girls. Take South Florida, Pink Whitney tricked out crib. <laughs> There's something about a rooftop that always just makes me want to drink. So Pink Whitney would be good right now. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be. Um, all right, well, let's talk about what you're doing this weekend. 
tomorrow. Let's just get right into it. What what entered your insane brain? Which I want to credit myself a little bit for this because, I, okay, so Jordan drunkenly bought a flight to go see a boy in another state that she's never met. <laughs> okay. She's never met. First of all, I was not planning on talking about this. I was just like chit chat with Alana and Alex because they've just been, you know, there since the beginning. So I tell them everything. And Alana was like, you need to talk about it in the episode. And, I, and you say that to me. I'm like, it's my job. I have to. I get paid for this. The moment I That's signed up. stuff. I mean, the moment I, yeah. I signed up for, I signed up for Barstool. The moment I <laughs> signed my contract at Barstool, I said, personal life, goodbye. That's <laughs> right. Content only. Facts for content. Um, no, yeah. So there's something you have to know about me. When I'm drunk, I will buy anything. I could buy a house when I'm drunk. Like, it is so bad. You will. But I've been talking to this guy who does not live in the state of... New York. New York. I was going to say North Dakota. And we've just been chit-chatting. And you know how you just can... Oh, I thought she was laughing. I am. Um, you know how you just, like, connect and meet people and it's just, like, instant and you feel comfortable with them? Yes. So, we've been chit-chatting. To be clear, a close mutual friend connected us. So, he's not some random stranger I met on the internet. Like, Okay, so he's vetted. He's vetted. He went to high school with one of my good friends. And so, she knows him. Okay. She's not going to kill me or anything like that. And my, mom, my mom is probably Fingers crossed. Freaking out. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm home safe right now. I'll explain everything later. <laughs> She's probably going to be listening being like, Jordan, what? You went where? Yeah, so I'm flying tomorrow. So I'll be back by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, I drunk bought... I went to a baseball game last Friday and he had a work event and he was very drunk and we both were like, I want to see you. Let's go. And I was like, all right, I bought the tickets and now I'm going. So she, Jordan texted me Saturday morning. It was like, uh, I bought a flight to go see X, Y, Z. And I was like, good, good, good. Like, this is good. And then you were like, but I'm, I'm talking myself out of it. And I was like, absolutely not. Because you're talking to him so often. Like you guys have the kind of phone chemistry that you can't make up. Yeah. We FaceTime all the time. We text nonstop. It's just like, Everyone knows those connections that you have in your life, and he's just one of them. And so from there, I was like, well, you're going to waste your time if you don't go see him in person. Like, you're going to know everything you need to know by the time Monday hits, and maybe you guys keep talking, but maybe you don't. And it's like, if you don't go do it right now, then what's the point? Well, and like, you guys know how, like, our attention spans are so like this these days where things fade so fast. Like, if you don't jump on something and see someone right after you start talking, like, two weeks will go by and you're like, I'm bored. And you know what I was thinking about the other day? Yesterday, literally yesterday, I was walking down the street and I saw like the hottest girl. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, she's hot. Like I bet guys walk by her all the time and are just like, uh, like she was stunning. And then I thought, wait, hold on. Most of the time when you see like a hot person and you start to talk to them, you have zero chemistry. Like you can think you could be scrolling someone's Instagram, like she's so cute. And then you could DM her and it could be like the flattest conversation in the world. Yeah. Or... You could be like, there's sparks flying. And I was like, you just happen to have, you've had a lot of like flat ones. Like we had the guy that was like furniture. Like we've, I mean, we've had some of those, but this one, it's like yeah. the sparks are going off and like, you love talking to me just cause he doesn't live here. doesn't mean that should stop you. Andy's very attractive, but that's my point. A lot of guys are very attractive. Oh yes. This one's gotten more attractive to you as we've gone on. Like when mm-hmm. you first saw the photo, I remember you sent it to me and you're like, he's cute. And I was like, he is cute. But now you're like, he's so hot. That's cause you know him. Yes. Do you think he's hotter? You know what's crazy is like, you know you could talk well with him. You know he's attractive, but you don't know that like physical energy, like pheromones thing yet. Yep. And like, I feel like that's so huge. 
Like, do you agree? Yeah. Like, you, like, have you ever met someone that's, like, not that hot and you don't talk to them that well? You don't have great banter, but, like, there's something in the air when you're together. You know what I mean? And vice yes. versa. Like, I've met people who are super hot and bad in bed, and I've met people who are not that hot and really good in bed, if well, that's what you're saying. It's more about, like, I don't know, something when you're together. It's like a magnet. Oh, yes. yes. Or, like, yeah. they, they can even do this to you at a bar, and you're like, and you're like wait, 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 wait. The hand, like, I, I'm a, why am I obsessed with your hands? <laughs> but, like, you become obsessed with their hands because it's, like, the friction off of it. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, this, so that's the I question love your hand. I'm excited to see answered. Like, you have the banter. You know he's hot. But what's that, like? you know, physical pheromone thing going to be. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think there's, there's more than three categories here? Do you think there's obviously physical attraction? Then there's stimulation, chemistry, and conversation. And then there's physical touch. Do you think there's another category or do you think when it comes to liking somebody, that's it? I think physical has a a few layers to it. Like I think that you can have the steamiest makeout with some people, but sex isn't that great. Okay. Because I know we, I know we talked about this. If you kiss well with them, then you you fuck well with them. But I feel like there's some people, I mean, I think that if you kiss, I don't think in a scenario the sex will be good and the kiss will be bad, but maybe the, wait, no, let me. I'm confusing myself now. So, like, if the kiss is good, the sex is usually good. Facts. But, like, the kiss can be good, but the sex, no. I'm. Well, I think what you're trying to say is that the kissing, if the kissing's bad, I don't think there's a shot the sex is good. Yes. But it does, But just because the kissing's good doesn't guarantee the sex is good. Thank you. No, I'm having a bad word day. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, I've kissed so many people and the sex is okay. Um, but there's some people. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. I feel like those are like the two layers, like, or the layers where you're like, it's like really steamy when you're kind of like hands are touching each other when you're kissing. But then like when you're super intimate, it's not that great. Yes. And I think somebody's hands tells you everything. Well, I think somebody's legs tells you everything you need to know about a person. (laughs) And I, I, I will live and die by this leg theory, but the hand, because did you know your fingers look just like your legs, like they're shaped the same? They are shaped the exact same. Both of yours are too. Like I've looked, mine are too. Like the way that my hand looks, wait, like my they legs, are. my legs look just like my hands. The color too. I know. <laughs> I, I have not been spray tanning. But look at the shape of my hands together. My legs look just like that. Yeah, they do. And so do yours. Yeah. And so do yours. And then I think people's hands though is just like it's almost like a wizard thing. Mm-hmm. And if they touch you, you're like okay, or or you feel nothing. Yeah. But I think a hand is everything. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's, like, the three basics, but I feel like everyone has, like, so many layers. Like, every situation has so many layers to it. Underneath it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I could sit here and justify. Like, we could wordsmith. Yeah. We could be like, give me the person, and then we could make it work for them. I'm just getting distracted now with my thoughts. Okay. (laughs) It's the most spontaneous thing I've ever done, I'm very excited. I'm so excited to hear how it goes, and I think... I'll be getting drunk at the airport. You have got it. I know. Jordan was like, I'm going to Atlanta on Friday. And Jordan was like, can you move your flight to Thursday? And I like, you know me, I like tried. And then I was like, this makes no sense. Like, I can't go to the airport with you get wasted to like, like I was like, <laughs> I'm having to move my flight. I'm having to get a new hotel room. And I'm like, I'm trying. It was literally just so she would drink with me before I got my flight Thursday. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. I want to do it. It would be so fun. Um, you know what I thought about too? This is random, but I had a friend text me and she was like, I have my first like hater. And I was like, good for you. You went 28 years. Like she's never sent me a text. That's like, someone hates me. And I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, we always preach like kindness, X, Y, Z. And I thought there are, and I counted, there are four and a half people. If they text me that they have a hater, I'm like, I need no more information. I 
additionally hate that person. <laughs> I like I'm I'm like kind of, you know like usually I'd be like, give me all the facts. Yeah. Explain it to me a little bit. But in these these four and a half people, one one's a half because I'm like maybe. I'm like tell me less. I let's burn them to the ground. No, if if you, someone hates you, I hate them. You're yeah, and it's selective loyalty like and here's the thing too, these people can't cash these chips in very often. You get like two in your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And if you use them all the time, then you're not, that's not fair. And it's like one scenario, like for, for, let's say we live 80 years, you get one person to be like, we truly, we don't talk to them when we see them. And I'm, I'm always talking to a person if you see them, mm-hmm. X's and all, but there are some people. And I realized it when she sent me this text message, I was like, wait, what happened? She told me a story and I'm like, no, 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 we, we, we will, we will. And I thought, interesting, because that's not usually my MO. Yeah, I know it's not. But I was like, and then I, so I think that there's a level of loyalty that lies above the rest that you just need to know, like your rider dies. Well, also, I think everyone has haters and everyone has haters. Like some people, it's like, you're being ridiculous. Like it's just your ego getting in the way. Like if a guy broke up with me, I was like, you have to hate him. It's like, no. But if like a girl did something outrageous to me, like where I did nothing wrong and truly was just mean for no reason, that's a hater. Yeah. And it's like, you, if you came to me once every six months, and you're like, I hate so-and-so. Yeah. And like expected me to also hate them. I would be like, this is exhausting. But it's like, if one person in 30 years sends a text that's like, I have a hater. It's like, oh, we. You trust the certain ones. Yes. Yeah. Certain ones. Like if you said, I have a hate, like if you came up to me like, Jordan, I have a hater. I'd be like, Let, let's get the ammo. Let's go. Let's take it down. <laughs> like a real one. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never have, like you never say that. <laughs> right. No. And that's the thing. And that's where you like, it garners, um, no, it gains momentum or like has, what's the word? What's the word for like meaning? Like it packs a punch because you never do it. Yeah. Like when someone curses, it never does. Yes. You're like, Oh, more credibility. Curse, I'd be yes. Like, <gasps> yeah. So much more credibility. Yeah. yeah. When my dad used to cuss at me, I knew he meant like, he is not fucking with me. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 If he said the F word, I was like, that's like my mom. If she swore, I was like, oh. yes, attention. <laughs> but if my dad did, I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <Thank> you dad. <laughs> yeah. I've never sworn in front of my parents and I never planned to. Oh really? Me either. I yeah. turn off my swearometer. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, I could swear all day, every day. And then as soon as I see my parents, I'm like, Bleh. and my dad used to tell me, you can't cuss out in the open and then come home. Like it's practice. Like you play, like you're not going to be able to turn it off when you're home. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> I will turn off the cussing in front of all parents, my in-laws, anybody. Like I can turn off the switch. Alex is like challenge accepted. I will probably cuss like tomorrow. I'll, slip, <laughs> I'll have one, but I do think, um, okay. Okay, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. We talk about this all the time. You never know what life will throw at you, and you always want to be the best version of yourself. So therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. That's the best part. It can be anywhere. It can be virtual. There's no excuses. And we, the Mean Girl Pod, we love therapy because we love being the best version of ourselves and doing it scared. So if you're thinking of trying therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mean Girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. Okay. So last week we talked about balls. So we figured we should do guys some justice and talk about going down on girls. 
What do you call, like, what do you call your area down there in passing? Okay, that is so funny you asked me that because <laughs> someone literally just asked me that yesterday. Is the guy you're going to see, did he say, did he say how do you want me to refer to the, your parts? Okay, that's a thing. No! no, that's a thing, though. I read this article. And <laughs> no, people. Like your, your pet name? Yeah, like, no, no, that reminds me of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. What she call like, Mr. Mr. Whatever. I don't even remember. Am princess I, something. I don't remember. Prin- oh, yes, Princess. Yes, yes, yes. So that that's a whole thing, though. People don't know, because you might call it a vagina, but he might call it a pussy. And he, and you have to learn his lingo and he has to learn your lingo so you can be like, you can have the sexual talk. Yeah. It's very important to learn the, the terms that you both want to refer to it as. I had no idea that was even a thing until I read this. I don't really want him saying anything like, <laughs> I think vagina, pussy, all of that is so like vulgar. But like with my friends, I'll be like vagine, vajayjay, cooter, coochie. So what do you want him to call it though? Does he have to call any? Wait. Oh, first of all, he did not ask me this question. <laughs> I'll <laughs> I make that did. very clear. But second of all, why does he have to call it anything? What if he wants to say like? <laughs> what if I like, does it hurt? Vagina. You think vagina is the word? Oh, I, th- I feel like guys say pussy. I don't know. I think they do. Which I don't. The article said they did. Yeah, it's it's very like porn starish to me. I'd be like, I want you my dick in your pussy. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> this is my vagina but yeah i don't know whenever i hear pussy i just immediately go to a cat going Rah! yeah what would, I, what would you prefer ah uh, vagina i think just i just it's just the most elegant un it doesn't it makes me want to throw up the least yeah. and it's just like we got to call it something so i would rather call it that i it's, feel like that's too medical okay what do you like yeah Are you what a pussy do you fan? But yeah, but i cannot fucking say it like oh, I know just in com- like She'd in the like, middle of a day pussy. of the day like, I just can't say it right now. It's kind of like the, our conversation with dick and cock. Like, they're yeah, all co- just no. so vulgar. It's, like, yeah. cock, dick, pussy, vagina. I guess penis is a thing for a guy. Do we have a third? Uh, no, I'm good with dick. Yeah. That I'm okay with. Uh, cock to me is like, I just I just can't. I just can't. And it's so, it's this concept that like, there's one supposed to go inside the other and we're naming them and I just can't do it. I don't oh, know. my cock and your pussy. No. I'd be like, am I watching porn right now? I don't know. Probably. And I just think of a rooster and a cat and I hate it. Like, why do they have to be the same? Mm-mm. Yeah, no thank you. Okay. All right. So we talked about, oh, oh yeah. Manscaping. Yeah. So it's, someone DM'd us and they were like, do girls even like when guys go down on them? And I think at the end of the day, we all love it, but I feel like our insecurities get in the way and then get in our heads. So we don't enjoy it as much as we should. Okay. One thing that always happens to me in this scenario is it feels so selfish. I know that's weird. It's just an honest I'm not thought. You. My eyes just made the judging. They did. You judged I'm me without sorry, saying anything. I'm sorry. It just, I don't know why, but I'm like, I don't mind doing it to you. But when you're doing it to me, I'm just like, it's hard to enjoy it because I feel so, it feels so all about me. Oh, I love it. You can do it to me all day, every day. I don't need to touch you at all. <laughs> I, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I don't know. We're done. I, and I think it feels good, but I would rather have the finger. I do love fingering, like probably eight out of, eight out of the ten times I'm going to choose that. But I think with me, 
when a guy goes down on me and I feel like other girls, it's like the insecurities that get in my head because it's like, did you shave enough? Like all vaginas look different. Can the, does the guy even know how to work with your vagina? Cause you know what a guy's going down on you and you can kind of tell that he doesn't really know exactly what he's doing. And then it starts to make you feel insecure. Cause you're like, is something wrong with my vagina? Like, why can't you figure out like, I hate this word, the clit and like, like this and that. So then it just starts to make you get in your head and you're like, I'm, I'm done. Just come on up. I think that's on him though. Fully. Right. Like, okay. Cause here's my thing about the insecurities. I would assume, yes, all vaginas are different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm pro all of them, whatever they look like, whatever, whatever you got, it's perfect. Same for him too. Yeah, like whatever yeah. he got is perfect. I think though, when they go down, we talked about it one time. It's like making out with lips, but yeah. just those lips down there. You called it a, I think like eating a peach ring or something. Yes. It's exactly <laughs> like you're licking the sugar on the peach ring, but then you want to stick your tongue in the middle of the peach <laughs> ring. Like it just imagine it's a peach ring. And then Honestly, I think it would be a beautiful experience. Find the clit a little bit, but it's just like you're making out with it. Yeah. And I don't know how that is, how that fails. That to me seems like a fail proof method. Well, I think it's because some guys don't, and, it, and girls the same way when they're giving head, they don't want to learn or know how or care if it feels good because they just want to finish it and then have you do it to them. And it is this whole odd concept of, because whenever I'm like, okay, I want to explore more, more things. I keep referencing down because I know Graham is below a sick. So yeah. that's why I'm like pointing. Graham, I'm I'm literally like, to, like down your body. No, sorry. I keep You're referencing downstairs, down. like literal the floor below. Graham's literally a few <laughs> floors below us. One floor. He's just right. Probably can hear us. Um, you can hear us. Maybe. Ooh. That might be kind of cool. <laughs> I think though, when you start to want to try new things, it's like if you don't talk to your friends about it or you don't read it online or you don't watch it if you watch porn or something, it's like, how do you learn? And then... It's hard to take, like, some guys that, I, I remember this in college, some guys that were really good at stuff, I was like, but who taught you that? I think guys who have been in long-term relationships are really good because they've had a girlfriend that they feel comfortable with and they can, like, talk about and see what works for her. But also that can ruin it, too, because you get into a rut of a certain way of doing things. Like, I remember I was in a five-year relationship and he loved having his ears, like, sucked and kissed and stuff so i assumed all guys like that okay and then i remember the next guy i dated i did that and he was like i don't like that why'd you do that and i was like (laughs) oh i just assumed every guy liked that so like it's kind of it can come with pros and cons okay so maybe if you're in a long-term relationship they tell you and you're you're way more comfortable to like experience experiment with things yeah one thing about like if you're dating someone for three years you're at hopefully at that time you're like being it you're comfortable telling them like hey Go a little bit to the left, like go up a little bit, try this, try that. And then you just learn more and more. Yeah. Find that. And then, yeah, I guess if you're not afraid of, of it, then you're like, okay, I'll try more things. Yeah. So I was at the bar on Saturday night and I was talking to this guy mm-hmm. and he had a girlfriend and he wasn't from here. And I was like, okay, tell me about your girlfriend. And he was like, um, she's younger than me, but she's like a hustler. She, she was like some, she's like a doctor. Damn. I know. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, he was 45, she was 35. And he's like, she's 10 years younger than me, but he's like, I don't, I don't fuck no brocos. And I was Wait, like, say that, say that slower because people are going to think you say bro code. He said, I don't fuck no broke, as in no money in the bank account, hoes. Thank you. And, and I, and I just, I said one more time and he said it to me again and I said, okay, hold on, I'm sorry. So you don't, you're not messing with, somebody that doesn't any girl that doesn't make any money and he was like correct so i said all right well explain this to me 
What if you're dating her and she is a bartender right now, but she's got unlimited aspirations and she wants to start a startup and all that. And he's like, I could handle that. She doesn't have to be making money right now, but she has to want to do something and have these aspirations. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And he said, because our goal together, like we want to both make as much money as possible. When I go buy my Ferrari, I want her to like high five me on the way out the door. Yeah. I thought, okay, that's really cool. Then he said, he goes on to explain if I'm going to invite her on a vacation and I'm like, hey, we're going to the Virgin Islands tomorrow. I want her to be like, I got to check my schedule. Not her to be like, of course, let me pack my bags. And there's going to be 25 suitcases. He's like, I want it to be like, I don't want just the pretty thing on my arm that's at home. And I thought, okay, kind of novel. Then he says again, then he goes on to say, I can tell exactly who this is just based off of these conversations. <laughs> but like, it, was, it was so eye opening because he said it when a, when a rich guy walks in a room, he could be 75 and ugly. And you could be like, that's Mark Zuckerberg. And he's got a billion dollars. A lot of girls will go over and talk to him because they know he has money. Reverse that, a wealthy girl walks in the room who's got a billion dollars, who's just not cute by any sense of the word. He's like, no guys are going over to her to talk to her. That's so true. And I was like, no, I. that's most of the time... The stereotype goes, you find the hot older guy. And, and I was like, that is... Or like the young, like, trophy wife, essentially. Yeah. The male ego. Yeah. No, literally. And I think, though, but I think that... Not for him. No. No, no. She, she's a voluntary he's participant. then. He's fully a confident. A guy wouldn't purposely talk to a woman that is, like, well-established in her own right, I think, is because of, like, he's in... He, is insecure because he's like, well, hit, like, what is he going to bring to the table? If she has all the if money, she's good, like with the money in financial standings, then he has to be bring something else to the table. And then it's like, well, fuck, I actually got to try. And do you constantly, if you're that guy, are you constantly going to feel inferior? Are you, are you then the stay at home dad, so to speak? Like there's all those stereotypes that go into play. And I think that that's too bad. Like I kind of, I was like, that makes me a little bit sad because I, I get it. I get it. If it's that drastic and you look at the scenario and you're like, okay, we know exactly what's going on here. I get it in that regard, but I hate that this, the scenario can still apply to everyone that's the same age or within five years of each other. Or like she's an attractive girl. Yeah. She's got a lovely bank account. That doesn't mean she should be off limits. So I kind of thought, I thought that it was placing a, it was placing a, parameter on a stereotype yeah i mean it's refreshing to hear not a lot of men have that mindset especially in new york that they want a hustler girl yeah a lot of, i think a lot of, actually not in just new york i think a lot of guys in general to this day still not necessarily want a a, a, a partner who doesn't have a career but want someone who's a little bit has a little bit less of a demanding career so like the guy can still be like front runner, you know what I mean? And when he wants to do something, she can always do it. But she still is she still keeps busy a little bit. You know what I mean? Do you want a guy that outworks you? Yes. But not from a not not like in that sense. I want a guy where we're trying to outwork each other because we're both so motivated and go getting and want the best careers and lives for ourselves. But so I want someone who's constantly pushing themselves, not someone who's like this far up and I'm down here. Like I want someone that we're kind of like 
laddering each yeah. other. I, I talked to Graham about this a lot, but I'm like, I want you not to clock more hours than me. I want you to clock meaning, more meaning than me. Maybe you work two hours a day, but th- those were power hours. Maybe you make more, but it doesn't have to be this, like, the old school thought of, like, I'm at my laptop till midnight. Like, nobody, nobody's getting trophies for that anymore. Yeah. But I do love this whole, like, level each other up. Yeah. Stimulating conversations. Yeah, like, I want my partner to come home and tell me about his successful day and then me the next day be like wow that really motivated me now I want to work harder and have more meaning in my life that's such a good point I never realized and it was something it was something that happened to me last year oh it was when my therapist was like no it's okay to say you want to have somebody that's a go-getter mm-hmm. like that's it's okay to think that that's hot if they're like that and I was like okay but, but I didn't realize it could be you could bounce off of each other in that regard it doesn't have to be you just support them. It could be they support you, you support them, and it goes back and forth. Yeah. Because you're right, it does. It levels. It's like you and I. It's like you level each other up. They level you up. Like, those are good relationships because proximity is is literally everything. Yeah, you don't want a, even a friend, too, that brings you down or just doesn't do much with their life. So then you start to not do much with your life. Like, you want your atmosphere to always be productive and go-getting so you know it's, like, the normal. Continuously be like, yes. I want to strive for better today because like the people I'm around are also striving for better today. Yeah. And I think even if you have those kinds of conversations, I'll find if I even just have a simple conversation with somebody like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And what moves are you making? I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit more motivated. So much more so than if I'm just like, tell me about nothing. Like the people that don't push you and you stay stagnant as opposed to the ones that you, you leave and you're like, why do I feel like a little kick in the ass? Yeah. Like they always say you want your partner to make you want to be a better person but for me it's like I want my partner to challenge me and also make me a better person but not in like a be nicer like work harder and want to be more successful and have more achievement in your life like that type of challenge and better life yes I'm reading we know where I'm reading the book about Michael Jordan's yes. uh, guy and he said he said it you can't you can have mediocre in all levels so you can have mediocre conversations you can have a mediocre job and you can have a mediocre hobby and things like that mediocre relationships or you can excel in one so if you're like a if you're an mj in basketball all your other areas are going to suffer in some capacity because you're 101 so you can't be 100 in them all you can be 50 in them all but he's like if you pick one to be your superpower area then the rest inevitably are going to suffer and i thought that's so interesting because I think the way I grew up thinking was 50 and all, balance yeah. them all. And now I kind of look at life and I'm like, well, I might want to go 100 in one of these. Well, we've talked about that before where <clears throat> everyone's always like, don't be good at one thing and just focus on that. But sometimes I think, why not be great at one thing and then just be okay at everything else? Like, why is that so bad? I don't think it is so bad. And I think he always says you have to arrive to the conversation with a clean slate. But do you know how hard that is to say, to grow up thinking, and I don't even know where it came from. I think I just arrived to it on, maybe we both did 50 in all of them. Even when you came home from school and your grades, you know, you had the, and your parents are like, bring that up. It's like, so you just want me to be good in all of them, but to go be great in one and then let another one suffer knowingly Mm -hmm. is like me having to erase everything I've ever learned and like rewire my brain. Yeah, because when you're in school, when was it ever okay to have an A in English and an F in science, math, this or that? Never was, but but it should have been because now I don't use science at all. And you're a great writer. And I and that, that's what my grades show, too. Like, people have the math and the science or the English and the, what, 
history brain. I don't know. But it's like, why would you not just make that your superpower? We were never taught that. What is that called? It's like jack of all trades or master of none. Yes. What's the first? I think I just combined two, though. Uh, It's master of none. What's first? Oh, my God. It's like when you're good at everything, you're great at nothing. Yes. Or you're great at one thing. And then it's, it's, it's exactly what he says in the book, but he's... Like in my corporate career, I always assumed being a generalist made you like better because you could help in every single like thing. Like if, you need, if they need to help you in this area, you could do it or this, that, and this. But then my manager one day was like, never be a generalist, be a specialist because you can specialize and be great at that one thing where you're always going to be needed in that one thing. Like anyone can be a generalist, but how many specialists do you know? And it changed the way I like viewed, I mean, the corporate world at that time, but even now in life. Yeah. So it... Okay, so there's like a closer, which mm-hmm. is the person that like closes down the game basically, or there's the cleaner, which is the janitor who comes in at night, nobody sees him, but without him the whole entire thing fails, but he doesn't want recognition. He doesn't uh he doesn't need to tell you what he did, but the whole and he and he's got the keys to everything. So like he knows if two people stayed late mm-hmm. and what they did. He's got access to all the cameras. And it's like and when he goes to make his next move, he just knows what his next move is, but he didn't tell anybody about it. And it's like that level of being a specialist, but then being like a silent specialist is like so powerful. Yeah. And I think and I, but but the thing is I don't think it works for everyone. No. I think you have to say I'm a I'm a great generalist. Like, I will know a little bit about a lot. Yeah. Or I'm my superpower is going to be one thing. Well, and it depends on your brain. Like, some people are so okay being, like, pretty good at, like, a majority of different things. And, like, for me, for example, like, I struggled with just being... Because when we started the podcast, like, that was where my life was thriving. And I felt like I was failing because I'm like, but I'm only good at the podcast. Like, what about all these other areas? But now the more I'm growing into this, I'm like, it's okay to just be okay. Like to be great at one thing and be okay at all the other areas fully. You have to like retrain your brain fully, though. So yes, those sirens. Were I know they were loud. Okay, quick pause to talk about Cinco de Mayo and the best world's greatest. We were just talking about these tequila drink. Cinco is almost here. Bring the party with Mamita's Tequila Seltzer. Mamita's is here to help you make the most out of every moment this Cinco de Mayo. Nothing says Cinco de Mayo like a refreshing tequila seltzer. I've got the spicy marg. I also have the spicy marg. I will say my favorite of these is the Paloma. My favorite is um, the lime. Yes. And then I think there is there a regular marg. Yes, there is. And I like that one because spicy sometimes a little spicy for Classic me. Classic Mark. Yeah. Um, celebrate Cinco de Mayo with Mamitas. The delicious flavors are, and we just named a few, mango, pineapple, lime. And in the new <gasps> cocktail pack, pineapple. there's a pineapple. The pineapple is very good. That's my favorite. Paloma, Spicy Mark, Classic Mark, and Tequila Sunrise. We will be drinking these on Cinco de Mayo. Hell yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, made with real tequila and only 95. What's going on? I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> Made with real tequila and only 95 calories. Find it on drinkmamitas.com and enjoy. Oh my God, these are so good. Cheers. Cheers. When you were hanging out with your friends, mm-hmm. another conversation occurred that we need to talk about. The nachos? No, the, um, the, the fuck boys don't fuck conversation. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Do you eat nachos? I love Alex. Of course I do. I love cheese. Oh, I, I ordered nachos at the bar with no cheese on them, which is which is just you're welcome, everybody. It's just chips with guacamole and chicken on top and some salsa. So just chips and guac and salsa. Yes. And they're piled on there and then you get chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like an ideal meal. 
And one of the guys was like, ah, oh, girls and their nachos. And I was like, no, like, that's not a thing. And he was like, name a guy that orders nachos. Only girls order nachos. And I was like, no, no, I think it's true. No, we ask all the guys around us and none of them order nachos. And all of the girls were like, I would totally order nachos. It's not you know why I think it's because it's, it requires sharing. Probably. <laughs> and like sharing and the like same impulse thing. control. Like you need to take one. Like you can't be like. Blah, 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 blah. That's actually you know true. I mean? And they were like, I, they were eating off of mine, but they were like, we're ordering a burger. Like we're not ordering those little like nacho things to do like a chip at a time. And I was like, no, I've never <laughs> seen my dad, my bro. I can't think of a guy ordering nachos. Are nachos a feminine order? Not staring, not in my brain immediately, but after further review, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, so I love boneless wings, but you're never going to catch me ordering bone-in wings. Oh, I'm fully ordering bone-in wings. They're so messy. Oh, no, but they're better. Oh, I mean, yes, but I, I'm such a, I guess it's maybe, that's just on me. I'm a clean freak, and I hate when they're all over my hands. That's fair. Um, I think that the, bone, the boneless wings are bona fide chicken tenders and barbecue sauce. Oh, that sounds... I'm getting so hungry when you're talking about this. I know, fuck. That just sounds really good, though. Just, like, chips, guac, chicken, and salsa. It's... it in And it's from Blue Haven, and Ooh. they murdered this order. Like, we could go get it after this. It's, it's very good. Blue Haven has such good food, especially the breakfast, like, when we went that one day. French toast sandwich. I had... I think it was just, like, eggs and toast, but it was really good. My... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, all right. Okay, so... Okay, I know, so, we're like, food, food. But when you were there, you guys were talking about how... Some of it, like, fuckboys? Yes, all right. So, the saying goes, bitches love dudes that fuck bitches. Because if you're not fucking bitches, then you don't fuck. <laughs> and that five times fast? And initially, I'm like, give me a second. I'm like, all right, bitches love dudes that fuck bitches. Because if you're not fucking, then you're not fucking. And I thought I got it. And it's true. It's, no, it's not. I think in a, in a whole world, I, and I, now I do think this is going to boil down person to person. Yeah. It's, it's case in point, you walking into the bar in Aspen saying, I don't want the hottest guy in the room. It's that all day long. I was like, I used to think a fuck boy was so hot because that meant he had good game. And when you see a guy and he's like, he's an eight and you're like, I mean, and then the girls are like, no, he's so hot though. Like he gets every girl. You're like, oh, I did. He is kind of hot. Oh, I can kind of see that because popularity makes you start to think you fear of missing out. Yeah. I have like two thoughts to that one. I don't think just cause you fuck a lot means you're good at fucking. That's not in the saying. Didn't they say I like fuck boys because they fuck, which means they're fucking. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're good at it though. It just means they're oh, doing it. Oh, I see. Okay. Well we can, we can that. <laughs> um, so I used to think fuck boys were hot back in the day I was like oh my gosh I love them they come to me let me change them but throughout life I'm realizing I'm never going to be the exception to the rule so whenever I meet a whenever I've met a fuck boy I've always just gotten hurt so now when I see a fuck boy I'm like no thank you I don't want you anywhere near me because you're just going to destroy me in your path now I think that that thinking long term is for sure true but I think on the basis of what he was saying it's like a fuck boy that's a player is going to be hot in some regard, like you don't want to date them, but yeah. there is some aspect of them that is like, you're like, that's kind of hot because they've got game, I think is what he was saying, which yeah. I think like I, maybe it's not applicable to you and I, but if I step back from the saying and I look at what he's saying, I think most of the time that's true. Yeah. I mean, like majority rules for sure. I would agree with that. I just like have such hard time personally agreeing with that because I know so many like like that guy that walks through and all the girls are like, 
he has such a good game. I meet him like, I don't want anything to do with him because he just thinks he's so cool and so cocky. Like, I don't want to give him, I mean, that's my ego being like, I don't want to give him any attention or any time of day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I personally, like, if I know someone's a fuck boy, I immediately am like, Whoa. yeah, I, I think I'm like, oh, interesting. I wonder what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think being a fuck boy makes them hot, but I think like knowing their roster of people they've dated, you're like, oh, I don't know. Like that to me is more like, oh, wow, like, wow, he's dated some really cool, pretty girls. I, I think we are innately more dating than fucking. I think fuck boy. I agree, Jordan. I'm like, ew, I actually like hate you now. Yeah. No, same. Like, I'm, like, I'm not attracted to you at all. I think you're like a slut. <laughs> yeah. And maybe and maybe it's maybe it's less of the term fuck boy, but more of the term of like roster or Ros- get, yeah. I think maybe highly applicable to the word they've got game. And I think that there's something in people that go, okay, it, it breeds curiosity. Yeah, I mean, they do have this charm that kind of like drains you. And if you talk to them enough, it's like one of your eyes is just going to wander over there. Yeah. You know, or if somebody tells you there's this guy coming to this party and he's single and you're single and everyone loves him. But like he hasn't really found the girl he wants. Like he's a great guy, but blah, 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 blah. And like he used to take girls and they they got this whole thing about him. You're going to wonder more about him as opposed to somebody that they're like, nah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the more I think about it. I'm like thinking about past experiences and like when they do talk to you, they just kind of find a way to hypnotize you. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're like, fuck, <laughs> like, why am I being entertained by you right now? And listen, I don't, you know me, I want to disagree with everything I hear for yeah. fun. But when he said this, <laughs> like, that's my favorite hobby is like playing the opposite side. But when he said it, I said, give me two people, same exact guys. One of them you tell me has game and take you know can play the game and the other one just doesn't at all yeah. i'm 10 times more curious about the one that does than that's not and that's just m- my brain well into is like people if we know someone is kind of like the hot commodity in the room our egos kick in and we're like we want them to want us then every and it's just that's the way it goes if you're picking yeah. teams if, if it's if you're playing flag football and everybody wants to pick that guy you also want to pick him and there's a reason it's and the reason is what statistically speaking he's better yeah short term no i think it's person by person i know Me and i my don't friends know. used to talk about this all the time and we would re- we were related to john tucker must die and like you either love john tucker or the other tucker and like John Tucker, like everyone loved John Tucker. Like that was the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then his brother was all cute and mysterious. So like half of my friends loved the other Tucker. I, I think that that... You know what I mean? No, because I'm other Tucker in this scenario. But that is classic movie painting. Other Tucker gets too many kudos in that movie. Yeah. Like he's yeah, cute enough. That's true. In, in real life, other Tucker has just as many girls, actually. In real life, like... Tucker, other Tucker is the guy you want to date, but John Tucker's the guy you want to become, like, you want him to be obsessed with you. Yes. You want to date. But both Tuckers are good in that movie. Yeah. You're right. Like, I don't yeah. want to date a fuck boy. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything with that, but I, at that moment in time, I want them to entertain me. I want John to invite me to prom, but I want to marry the other Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, both Tuckers in that one are just, I love them both. Yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what he's saying about the saying now? Yeah. Like, there is, Bitch. Now take the term too. He's not saying all girls. He's saying bitches. <laughs> I mean, that's powerful in and of itself. Yeah, that's true. That's a certain type of person. So at first, yeah, when I heard the saying, I said, "Say it to me one more time." And then I said, "I'm, I'm with you on that." Yeah, it's, oh, it's so complicated because like my brain's being like, no, but I know in that moment, if I'm at a bar 
and like the iconic fuckboy walks in and he starts talking to me, I will get hypnotized all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen you fall for one. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> so I'm just Correct. saying, listen, you I don't want it. it to be true either. I want to have some inspirational speech about how we're better than that, no, but your brain will let you go for a second. Yes. But I can confidently say I will never do a fuckboy again. <laughs> again. Keyword. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I've gotten screwed over by my fair share. That is for sure. I'm going to yes. have a little bit of a fuckboy rampage for a while. So bitches do love fuckboys. I guess I'm a bitch. I was a bitch for a while. <laughs> I mean, I've been plenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just like can't get over his quote. That is iconic. I know. It's, I could not follow it. Throw that on a sweatshirt. Like, it'll like, sell. Written down. Imagine my surprise when the 45-year-old delivered it to me. He said, bitches love dudes that fuck bitches because if you're not fucking, then you're not fucking. And I, and I, and I want to dispute part of it. I can't find the part to dispute. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yes. Little side topic that I thought of the other day. And don't ask me where I came up with it, okay? Okay. Okay, so... You know how we've talked about dirty talk in the past and how it's kind of like hard and like it gets makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm not good at it. Getting nervous for this trip. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's slipping. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say something else that I'm also I really don't enjoy is like the hardcore sexting, but I love like a little PG PG thirteen sexting. Oh, oh, sexting. I thought you said sex thing. Sorry, Sorry. Say, it, say it again. So I'm, I'm not into, like, hardcore sexting always terrified me. Like, I'm like, how am I supposed to, like, describe wanting to suck a dick over text? Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing, like, there's nothing more fun than, like, a little PG, PG-13 sexting. Do you know the problem, I think, with hardcore sexting? Then having to live up to it in person. Yes. You're ne you're never gonna. Because they have a mental, they start to create a mental image of you. If you're really hardcore sexting, you'll never match it in person. But you give them a little bunny rabbit treat, then they, you leave the rest up to imagination. I think that's a phenomenal idea. I think in any scenario where you can let them kind of have a little bit of an imagination makes it so hot. Because mm -hmm. then you just think about it constantly and then you just cannot wait till you get to touch that person. And but you're right. Your first thing was like, how to like, how are you supposed to describe it with like words? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's not. It wasn't supposed to be that way. It's physical for a reason. Yeah, it's not verbal. And I'm not. You guys know I've never sent a new. I never plan to send a new. And so I'm not gonna like send my vagina shot to the guy and have him then send me a dick pic and pretend it's like us having sex. I'm not gonna ever have Facetime sex. Like, so I just like a good like PG thirteen sex date. I think that that uh, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Could you ever have FaceTime sex? Yes. That terrifies me. Yeah. No, I tried my lingerie on this morning because Graham's not home. And I was like, let me see. I never said anything. Because, like, nobody's sick. I don't, think, I don't think you want that. Like, that <laughs> yeah, just felt wrong. If, right like, I just threw up. <laughs> I don't care how hot a text is. If I'm sick, I don't want it. I haven't even hardly talking to the kid because I'm like, are you even like, do you he care? He looks pretty chipper before. I was, this is the, this was an improvement. He's definitely on the, on the mend. Fully on the mend. Yeah. It was a very tough 48, but we're, poor, we're better. Yeah. Poor Graham Bennett is very ill right now, but he, he'll get there. He Yeah. Well, he better. <laughs> seeing Graham sick is like, I feel like seeing a little kid sick. You just feel so bad for him. I know, but he <laughs> feels, so nice. he feels bad for him too. So then I don't. No, we guys always feel bad for themselves when they're sick. It's like, calm down. Last night I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm just sick. And I'm like, well, I know. That's it. That's just being alive. That's that's what happens when you're sick. That's just being human. When <laughs> girls are sick, we go to work. We take care of kids. When guys are sick, it's like they're on their deathbed every time. <laughs> 
Yeah, so well, funny. no, I, I will full-blown go into a child mode. Are you that person? No, I can power through it. Okay, I'll Not say. if I'm throwing up. No, no, no. But I feel like if you're sick, I, I can see you, like, somehow never giving up on life. No, there's things, yeah, if there's things to be done, then we have to do them. <laughs> Quick pause to talk about Julie. Julie is an FDA-approved morning-after pill that helps stop pregnancy before it starts. Julie is aiming to be the emergency contraception company for the next generation, one of learning and acceptance, not stigma and shame. And one thing that the Mean Girl Pod wants to make sure you do before taking Julie is researching the effects that it can have on your body. Although we fully understand that life can happen and you can't control what happens and we're all for this, just research the effects it can have on you. When it comes to complex and stressful choices around your health, Julie believes that women deserve products that are easy in every way, easy to find, easy to take, easy to relate to, and easy to understand, which is absolutely true. And Julie does do a great job of this. Julie stops your body from releasing an egg using the same active ingredient as Plan B or other morning after pills. Essentially, Julie works by preventing or delaying your ovulation. With no egg, there's no fertilization and there's no pregnancy and no risk for future fertility. Very important, no risk for future fertility. It works best when taken within 72 hours of unprotected sex. You can go to juliecare.co to find out more or find Julie in your nearest CVS, Target, or Walmart today. That's juliecare.co to learn more. All right, you guys. So... Every week we want to start sending you or showing you our favorite things of the week. It could be anything from like a TV show, a skincare product, a shoe or anything like that. So we're going to go over our favorites and then we'll also post it on Instagram too. If you don't see it, and we'll like try to link it and all that jazz. But Alex, what's your, what's your go-to must-haves right now? Okay. My must-haves are, hold on, I'm Googling the name of this. Mm. Okay. I think I have a lot of books that are... Some I like, some I love. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a love right now, and it's Relentless by Tim Grover. It's like a, like a, a nonfiction book or fiction. It's a it's a fiction is fake. well. It's more of a. It's not self help. It's a kick in the ass. Okay. Um, and he says, if you think I'm going to baby you or give you like advice for how to succeed in life, I'm going to do none of that. He's just going to explain to you which of the three categories you're in. As a person, like, are you a closer? Are you a cleaner? I can't remember the first one because I'm not that. And then he just explains how don't think a lot. Like, don't overthink. Don't think. Trust your gut and your intuition. So I think it's a phenomenal book if you need, like, a little pep in your step. Um, Yeah, so that's my my number one. Oh, yeah. Let's just show it and share our number ones, and then you have to go to our Instagram to see the rest. Love it. So my number one is... Oh, I kind of have two that I really want to talk about. Well, the one is, you know, a few weeks ago how, how I was, like... Oh my God, I feel like I smell because my deodorant's starting to wear off. So when I was in Florida, my mom obviously listens to every episode and she was like, Jordan, you need to try this deodorant. It's like incredible. And your dad smells it on me and loves the smell of it. And I'm like, how often does someone say they love the smell of your deodorant in armpits? And it's this deodorant called Lumi. And you can get like a a dry stick rub on or what I was using of hers just because I didn't want to like use her stick was it's like a gel that you put on with your hands and it smells so good it's the flavor uh, peony rose and I could like smell it on myself and almost smelled like perfume which I know some people have a hard time with smell so you can get the unscented if you want but it gave me like just just like such a nice refreshing smell and I felt very confident throughout the day and I was in Florida so I was sweating I love that yeah that's actually really cool I would like to try that yeah I'm down for a new smell it's it was invented by like I forgot exactly who, but it was like a cool story how it was created. So I like that. Okay. Head to our IG for the rest. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Want to do a listener question? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I picked this one because I feel like Jordan could relate to it. Great. Ooh, can't wait. Okay. I hate you guys. I've been talking to this guy for about a month now, and I stayed at his place for the first time this past weekend. When we got to his place, he asked me if I wanted him to sleep on the couch or in the bed with him. I thought it was obvious I wanted him to sleep in the bed with me. Is it weird he asked me that and didn't just expect we would share the bed? I think that's really sweet. I was gonna say I really I love the question. I think that's so respectful. Like obviously in his head he definitely wants the bed, but he is respecting your boundaries, not assuming anything. And I think honestly I would of course like if you're visiting someone and staying in their apartment, like I hate to say it, but you're it's an invitation to stay in the bed. Like you're you're probably gonna have sex. But it's a nice thought that they aren't assuming you're just going to have sex with that person. I would like them 20 times more after they offered the couch. Fully. I would be like, can I meet your mother? Because she raised you right. I feel like you're not taking advantage of me. And I will feel so safe getting in that bed with you. And I know even if I don't want to have sex with you, you are officially not going to make me. That's the thing. It's like it takes the pressure off of them or off of you assuming that you are just going to have sex, even though you're probably going into that situation wanting to have sex. But when you take the pressure off of like you have to, it makes it so much better. I think it's like the sweetest, cutest thing anyone could ever ask. Yeah. You don't, I don't think you lose in that scenario at all. Like you could even say, I want you to sleep in the bed with me, but please know like the couch is an option and we can cuddle in the morning. But like, I just want you to feel comfortable. Yeah. That like that to me, that kindness kind of aspect and that no pressure for a girl wins like every time. Yeah. Cause I think at the end of the day, like if you're very uncomfortable, hotel rooms are always an option too. Like, I think that's so normal if you're visiting someone and you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. Get a hotel room any all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But if you're sharing a a place with them, especially for the first time, I think that's an appropriate conversation to have, too, is like, are we going to share the bed together? Are you going to do you want me to sleep on the couch? Like, what are you comfortable with? Like, guys, ask that to a girl. And that's I think that will give you a lot of brownie points. I, I heard the other day, once you get hot, you only get cooler. And I thought how like once you get really mad, like don't ever start off too mad because from there you're only backing down. And I thought about it in, in the scenario of once you first date go home have sex where like what do you build on from there and that's why i like this couch offering like if it let's say she takes you up on it and you stay on the couch okay then you have something to look forward to the next night because you haven't done that yet and i like and i like that uh, i like or the hotel is like a heightened version of that and i think that that's I, i can i can see that i can argue for that yeah i think that's really sweet and that guy deserves brownie points he does he does kudos to him he was raised right. Mom or dad or grandma or whoever the fuck <laughs> yeah, it was. Can't assume, okay? True, can't assume. Okay, quick pause before we close to talk about C4 Smart Energy. Meet C4 Smart Energy, the energy drink designed to sharpen mental focus and elevate alertness from the makers of your favorite performance energy drink, C4 Energy. The new look and the new feel of C4 Smart Energy is now available in six new flavors and they, guys, they are so good. And it is formulated to support focus and attention with natural energy derived from green coffee beans, which is so much better than all the crappy stuff. Zero sugar, zero artificial flavors, and zero artificial colors. C4 Smart Energy is for when you want to bring more focus to the moments that matter. Whether you're trying to get unstuck before a meeting, 
kick off what's next in your career or just figure out the next move or making dreams real so you can unlock the moments of greatness, whether they're big or small. Get C4 Smart Energy at C4Energy.com, Amazon, and retailers nationwide. C4, stay focused. All right, AB, do what you do best. Like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave us a five-star review. Woo, we love you guys. Mwah.